Hello and welcome to this edition of Tech Talk. My name is Nick Ellis. I am the PC Computer Guy here in Indianapolis, 317-883-PCCG. That's 883-7224 or on the web, www.pccomputerguy.com. Today we're going to be talking about a NAS drive and then a lot more about NAS servers and specifically one that we've used quite a bit from Synology. A NAS drive stands for Network Attached Storage. The difference between a NAS drive and an external USB hard drive is pretty easy. It connects to your network. <clears throat> what do I mean when I say connects to your network? Instead of plugging into the USB port on your computer, it connects to your router. By connecting it to your router, multiple computers can access that drive. So you can use it for storing information such as um, music files that you want multiple computers to access or as a backup system. We typically use it as a backup system where we have maybe three computers that want to back up. Instead of buying three external USB hard drives and plugging them into each computer, we instead buy a single NAS drive, connect it to the network, then all three computers back up over the network. The other advantage of that is if it's a laptop, instead of having to make sure that the USB hard drive is plugged in for backing up, it can back up through the wireless, so it makes it more convenient for you. So that's what a NAS drive is. Now, don't make the mistake of storing things solely on the NAS drive and not on your computer, thinking that everything's safe. Your computer can crash, and if the information's on the NAS drive, yes, everything will still be fine. However, NAS drives can fail also. They have normal hard drives in them, just like your computer does. And so if you keep the information only on the NAS drive, and not in your computer, and that NAS drive fails, you're going to have the same data recovery process that you would if your computer's hard drive crashed. So it's important to keep that in mind. There is an exception to this, and this is where the NAS servers come in. This is typically more business applications, um, but I've set it up in homes before as well, depending on what people want to do with things, and that's a NAS server. And particularly one that we like to use quite a bit is from Synology. They actually have several. They have a whole line of them. Um, we've typically used one of them that's perfectly sufficient for everybody's needs. The difference between a NAS drive and a NAS server is the amount of functions that it can do. Uh, a NAS drive, generally speaking, can share files, and that's about it. Um, they have a couple other functions that they can do sometimes. A NAS server is basically a full-blown server, but the server runs in a little black box. Instead of your conventional idea of a server with this big giant tower and all of this stuff, it's probably closer to having two Xboxes stacked on top of each other or something. They're not very big at all. They fit on your desk very nicely. Um, you don't actually connect a monitor and all of that stuff to it like you do a normal thing. Instead, you access everything through a web configuration. So what a NAS server is and useful for business is that it has many more functions of a NAS drive as well as much more um, reliability. Because the server is running Linux, in the case of the Synology drive, I've had clients who have had their box running for over a year without a single reboot, meaning that they don't have to worry about the system crashing, rebooting it all the time, people can't get to files, etc., etc. Um, so it's a Linux-based operating system. You connect four hard drives to it. Here's one of the, the single key biggest, most important things. The way we configure it, we connect it with at least four hard drives. If any of the one hard drives fails, it won't lose the information. Um, those four hard drives are kind of tied together into a single big hard drive. And what it does is it splits the information across four hard drives. That way it allows faster reading and writing of the information as well as redundancy. Now, redundancy is not backup, but the redundancy, by splitting it up that way, it allows any one drive to fail 
and that's what fails most frequently in computers as hard drives. Any one of those can fail and can continue to operate. What it does is kind of a math problem. If you have a piece of information, and information is binary, zeros and ones, you have like one plus one plus one equals what? <clears throat> and the third answer, and the answer will be three. So if one of those drives fails, you'd have one plus one plus something, the failed hard drive, equals three. Well, you can easily figure out that the answer would be one, so you know what the missing piece of information is. And so you can replace that drive before another hard drive fails, and the Synology RAID system will rebuild things. This is called RAID 5. Um, so the system can continue to operate if a hard drive fails. You can replace the hard drive usually on the fly without even having to turn off the system, and it'll rebuild the information. And and so that redundancy is critically important. You, you, you don't lose information that way. If two or more hard drives fail, then you're in, in trouble. So because of that, we usually connect an external USB hard drive to back up all the information that's on the NAS server. We also then configure Amazon Glacier usually, which is a dirt cheap offsite backup solution. And um, what they do is they charge almost nothing to store your information, but then if you need to retrieve it, then that's when they start charging you a, a fair amount of money. The idea is since you have this RAID 5 set up, the chances of you needing to recover information are small. Then you have the external hard drive connected, which makes it even less likely. But in some catastrophic failure, if there's fire, theft, or just something just blows up, then we still have an offsite backup that we can recover the information from. By having all the information on a single server... You can create individual folders for different users where Tom only has access to his files and Sharon only has access to her files. You can have a shared folder where everybody has access to those things. The server allows you to configure different usernames and passwords and who can get into what. Um, you can have a single backup system that covers all of it. Then you don't also have to worry if Tom's computer crashed and he had an important document that wasn't anywhere else. Well, that thing is just gone now. With NAS hard drives and NAS servers... You can map the hard drive. You can make it appear as though it's in the computer with a letter, like we'll call it the R drive. That way it's very transparent to the user. It's not like they have to learn something new in order to get to the information. It's just stored on the R drive. Centralized information, again, means everybody can keep their stuff in one spot. You can back up easily. You can have multiple backups easily. Um, if somebody leaves and doesn't return their laptop, you still have the information. You don't have to look for or worry if information is on random computers. And there's another excellent benefit, remote access. If we set up a VPN, which is very easy to do, it's built into the Synology NAS, then people can access their information remotely if you want them to. VPN is a very secure technology that allows you to access files remotely. It's kind of like old dial-up networking where you put in a username and password. Once you're connected to the network, then you can access the files that are on the NAS that your user has permissions to. The Synology NAS system out of the box supports PPTP, one of the most common um, VPN technologies. It supports OpenVPN, which requires a little bit more setup, but is much faster and much more secure, perhaps the most of all of them, as well as IPsec. So it does a really good job of allowing remote access through VPN. You can also plug in a uh, URL into your web browser, and with that URL, you can access the information on the Synology NAS as well as do configurations on all that stuff. Not the preferred way of doing it for me personally, but it's easy for some people to get to it that way. It also has many other server capabilities. It can be a web server, a file server, um, an FTP server. It can do media sharing. Um, 
you can share like a folder with somebody in the outside world that's not part of your organization by just providing them a link so that they can get access to that folder so that people can collaborate with things in real time if you wanted to. Um, it also has something called CloudStation. CloudStation is like Synology's version of Dropbox. With CloudStation, you can pretty much do all the same things that you do with Dropbox. It works on Android and uh, iPhone, iPad, and all of that stuff as well. Um, it also does cloud syncing. So if you had something like Dropbox or OneDrive or whatever, the Synology server can actually synchronize the files on that Dropbox with the Synology system if you wanted to continue to use something like those cloud-based sharing systems. Not that I see much of a need because it does all of the stuff itself. So um, it, uh, web servers, it could be a print server. It can even be a mail server, FTP, although it's not used very much. It, because it's a Linux-based server, it can pretty much do just about anything you want it to do. 99% of what you use it for is file sharing, managing, accessing files, and remote access of files. Those are the key things that we use it for. Um, but it has the ability to do all of these other things. For We usually set them up. They're around usually $1,500 to $2,000, depending on how much storage space you want in it. It's a dirt cheap way to ensure that you have all of your information basically safe from just about anything because of the redundancy, because of the USB backup, because of the Glacier backup. You have multiple layers to protect you in case something goes wrong. And then you can access all of these things remotely. So you don't have to say, oh, dang it, I don't have this file. I need to go into work to get this file. I didn't email it to myself. You don't have to deal with any of that. You can just connect to the Synology drive with your VPN, and then you can have access to all the information. If Tom updated the file five seconds ago, you'll have that file immediately. You don't have to wait for things. So it's an incredible system, an incredible server. I can't say enough about it. It's one of the only things that I've purchased, just one of my own, even though I really didn't need it because I'm just so impressed with all of the things that it does. They come in many different configurations. If you Google Synology NAS drives, you usually find that they're four, four and a half out of five stars because they're so, so good at what they do. Um, <clears throat> the network configurations they support, um, this is getting a little bit advanced, but they support link aggregation. So they usually have at least two Ethernet ports on the back of them. You can make those two Ethernet ports appear as a single 2 gigabit connection instead of a uh, 1 gigabit connection um, so that you have fast, faster access throughout your office as well. Tons and tons of cool configura configurations. Very easy to set up the web interface on it where you configure things is about the easiest thing. If you go to PCComputerGuy.com and you search for Synology, S-Y-N-O-L-O-G-Y, you'll see an article. There's a screenshot of the web configuration interface or go to YouTube and plug in Synology NAS drive and you can see the videos there. So a NAS drive specifically is network attached storage instead of USB. A NAS server such as the Synology that we've used for several clients and have all been very happy with um, gives you that drive storage as well as redundancy and multiple layers of backups and does tons and tons of really neat cool things. In my opinion, essential for just about any business for, a, for the small investment that it costs and for the reliability that you get out of it. Um, we had one client who had a Drobo system connected to their network and they were constantly complaining that speeds were slow and after a lot of kicking and screaming we finally convinced them to set up a Synology NAS. Once we set it up and we dragged and dropped a file from the Drobo to the local computer and then we did the same thing. It's been a long time but uh, I want to say that the Drobo file took about uh, a minute to copy whereas from the Synology it took less than five seconds. The remark from the customer, I can't even repeat here because this is a, a kids-friendly kind of podcast, so I can't repeat that, but it was significantly faster. 
If you need help getting something like this set up or information on things, just give us a call. My name again, Nick Ellis, PC Computer Guy, 317-883-7224. Remember, your data is the most important thing. Don't lose your data. Don't risk your data and have access to your data. Whether it's through this or some other method, you got to have some kind of plan because hard drives are the things that it's not if they will fail, it is when they will fail. Don't get caught in a situation where you are desperately needing some information back and we have to go through expensive data recovery. Until next time, Nick Ellis, PC Computer Guy, 317-883-7224, on the web, www.pccomputerguy.com.